Since 2002, Ray Cruz and Joe Blumenlog had their eyes set on making authentic Muay Thai accessible to all. I got a chance to sit down and interview the two head coaches. And although everyone knows Ray and Joe today, I thought it was important to take a look at the gym's history and find out where it all began. I started out by asking them to sort of paint us a picture of the Dark Ages and what the gym was like back then. Initially, we weren't in Lodi. We were in... Pompton Lakes. Pompton Lakes. And it was uh, a big place, but it was for wrestlers. It was called Wrestling Plus. So we had the mats and everything, wide open space. And we had only one to two students. But first it was just me and Ray. And then one guy came in, and then the second guy came in. Yeah, from there we just, uh, we we rented uh, limited time per week. So we were there maybe, started like twice a week, and then we asked to be there three times a week, and we were only running like maybe four classes per week. Joe and I were still working in our previous life career. So we were doing a nine to five thing and then quickly run to the gym and teach class um, and we were doing that for a, a year and I think we got up to about maybe 15 16 students in that first year before we decided to move to Lodi how have the goals of the gym changed over the years what was the goal then when you first started compared to the goals now first of all I think it was Joe and I just wanted a place to train for ourselves we didn't have anywhere to train at the, at the time and uh, Ultimate Gym with Crew Nestor Marte, uh, it was tough for us to go from our nine to five gig and go to Manhattan on a consistent basis, which we would have loved to continue to do, but it just didn't work into our schedule. So we would just train at um, Gold's Gym in Bloomfield. Belleville. Belleville, sorry. <laughs> but, and we did that on a consistent basis, working things out every Saturday, but I don't think they enjoyed us being there. We had to find a place to kind of just work our own thing and to hope that, you know, that we can just work things out and enjoy uh, Muay Thai. And then people started showing up little by little. So tell me more about Crew Nestor. How did you meet him? I guess another question would be, how did you land in Muay Thai above any other martial art? Or um, we'll start from there. So Ray and I were, we know each other because we went to Rutgers and we were in the same science classes together. Physics, I believe, is is when I first met Ray. A couple of the guys, we all had like, we all loved martial arts and we all loved martial arts movies and stuff. So I think it was closer to the time we were about to graduate. We had a little bit more time. I started grappling a couple of the guys well, one person in particular, he, he introduced me to Muay Thai. I, th- I think I, I, he lent me a, a, a VHS tape. I'm sure a lot of people don't know what that is nowadays, but I took this VHS tape home and he goes, oh yeah, this is, uh, this is what Muay Thai looks like. And I, when I popped it into the VCR player, I was amazed. It was both brutal and, and beautiful at the same time. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. I went back, I returned the videotape. I was like, where, where can we learn this? I said, I just, just want to learn just this. You know, we didn't have, we had the internet, but not at 
the same capacity that we have now where we could do our own research and find find people. There was nothing in the phone book. <laughs> I think I'm aging myself. <laughs> and uh, I was just looking for people who taught Muay Thai. Oddly enough, I, you know, we both like Thai food. So I would go to a Thai restaurant and ask the waiters and the owners of, of the Thai restaurants if they knew anybody who taught Muay Thai. And, and I, would get a, I would get a funny look and, and they would always ask me, you know, why do you want to do Muay Thai? Because, you know, you're here in America, you don't have to do it. So basically what I was getting out of it was that I think Muay Thai was a sport for, for people who had no other options in Thailand. So one day I lucked out, I was in the city at a Thai restaurant and there was a nice waiter there. His name was Jeffrey. I still remember his name. I asked him, do you know any places where I could learn Muay Thai? You know, from, you know, from Thailand, like the real stuff. He says, today's your lucky day. Come follow me. He walks me on over to a table where these two gentlemen were eating. And one guy was, uh, that was, that was Nestor Marte. This was back in the 90s, I think. I, I don't even know what, was it 96? 1996 is when we officially started, I believe. When did you guys get to Thailand? 98? 98. 98. So what was the training like back then? Different. <laughs> it was rough. I mean, we were, we were already young and we thought we were in good shape, but man, when we got there, we were in for a surprise. One thing that sticks out in my mind was was the running, all the running that we did. So you wake up in the morning, you know, the, the roosters <laughs> wake you up. You would just tie your shoes on, you know, wash your face, tie your shoes on, go show up at the gym, and you would actually run for about five miles. I remember it was a long run, and, and the other fighters would slow down on purpose so we would not get lost because we would run through the streets in Bangkok and and we didn't know where we were going. So they would actually run and then they would wait for us at the end of the block. And then once we caught up to them, they would run again. <laughs> and then they would wait for us to catch up. And it was, it was a long run. Then, then you would run back to the gym and to the camp and then you would, you would start your training. And then after training, you would go eat breakfast or lunch, take a nap, wake up from your nap and run another three miles for the afternoon session. So the morning session was about two hours, not including the run, and the afternoon session was could have been about two, three hours. That's what I could remember. Yeah, it was it was definitely a shock for me because I, I just remember we you know we got off the plane and we didn't know what to do, and I think this was when Thailand was not as westernized as it is now, so there wasn't people on that could speak English. And there wasn't anything recognizable that was Western or American, nothing. So I just remember my first night because I, we had, uh, before we went to the camp, uh, Suk Taiwan at the time, we had to get to a hotel and stay there for like a day or two just to kind of get settled in from the trip. Uh, I remember that night was terrifying for me because there was roaches everywhere <laughs> coming out of the sink drain out of the bathroom drain it were all over and so i remember tucking myself into my bed going why am i here 
why am I here? I, I, was, I, I remember putting like socks around my ears, even though roaches go in my ears. They were everywhere. I thought, I was like, this is, can't be. So, and I'm like, I, I just wanted to go home. But it was like, home was not gonna be possible for the next two weeks or so. But we, we got through that part, went to the camp. And again, this is a time when I guess my impression was that camps were not really set up for foreigners because this was the end of the golden era. And again, the training mentality was different. You know, if you're a Westerner, it's like, well, if you're here, you're expected to be pro and fight, you know? So Joe and I were obviously there for the experience of the training authentically, but I don't think they understood that concept. But anyway, so we went there and our first day was at Sakte Wan. And at that time, the fighters were living in a shack. Uh, it looked like a tool shack you would have in your own house in the backyard. I didn't know, but I, was, I thought we had to sleep with them. And they're already like sardines in this small thing, six guys in this small little tool shack next to the ring. But they said, no, 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 you guys can go up to the main house. Uh, so they put Joe and I in a queen size bed and we stayed there. And then our friend came in, Frank, from uh, from US a week later. So they put all three of us, we all slept, well, three guys sleeping one queen size bed for two weeks. It was it was hilarious. So it was a culture shock, but the experience was was great because I got to see how training was at the end of that era. And at the time, the head coach was Ajahn Prasit. At that time, he was a big name in coaching, and the gym was at just peaking or or coming off a peak of of notoriety in in Thailand. He would make those guys robots. They were just training I, I could not believe like the way they would kick i could till this day i still have that the shock of of this guy loti kicking the pads and hearing it like a shotgun it was I, i've not experienced that yet to this day but anyway it was completely different uh, experience and i truly got the value of what muay thai was and joe and i got that impression that if this is what muay thai is you got to really work hard because they they set a gold standard that I'll, i live to this till this day so what was the most challenging moment for the gym uh running the gym and how did you get through it um i i think what happened was joe and i were not trained in business we had a science background so we hit things from that angle but from a business point of view we didn't really weren't too savvy in terms of how to understand how to manage a business and what it needed to to do that. So a lot of it was trial and error. And there was, yeah, there was some times we got very close to closing because we did not understand the principles of business. But, you know, Joe and I have always uh, decided, you know, our passion is Muay Thai and, you know, and people still wanted to come. So we, we had to learn. We attacked it like everything we've done in life. We just, okay, what's the problems? What's the issues? Let's figure out solutions and just implement them and start seeing if they work. At that time, we weren't really doing a full-time schedule. We only were, had like maybe three or four days a week. And each class we were running was two hours in length because we did not know. We were running class exactly the way we were taught in Thailand. Two hours of training, trying to hit every single like principle, bag work, shadow box, pad work. And at the time, class was so much smaller there was times when joe and i were holding pads for everyone in class so it was definitely a different mentality when we started realizing it's not in the benefit of the students that we were running this the gym that way 
as well as for us, we decided to modify the schedule, add more classes, bring the, uh, the two hour classes to one hour and try truly how to like teach Muay Thai in a, in a very efficient way without cutting in through the, uh, of keeping it authentic and true. How did the fight team start and what was it like back then? When we started in 2000 and the gym started in 2002, um, we weren't really, we eventually knew that people were going to want to compete, but the way our standards were, we were not thinking anybody was going to, was going to do it our way. And it wasn't until two guys showed up the gym, probably about two years later, maybe about 2004 or so. And one was Liam Tarrant. He was our first guy who decided to kind of take it serious and take it to the next level. He was actually our first guy who fought. And he didn't fight until like, what, maybe a year and a half after he started with us. I mean, he, uh, so, and then Ognyan Topic was the next one. And Ognyan didn't have his first fight until two years later after he started. So we were very slow about, about getting people out there because, you know, we were new. We're new at everything. Joe and I were inexperienced at a lot of things and as, and as well as coaching. And, and the one thing we definitely did not want to do through our experiences was to put people into events that were unprepared. So we had a longer window of, of training time to, for these two guys, Liam and Ognian. So we wanted to make sure that if they truly wanted to compete, we were going to get them as ready as possible. You know, we were patient enough to kind of work things through and try to find out what's the best way to train somebody for a fight. And it worked out for us because, you know, when they started fighting, they were prepared. How has running a gym changed you as a person or changed you as people? I think um, what's changed for me is I've gotten a lot more patient and understanding. Earlier, I I didn't have it. (laughs) But I, I feel like I've kind of matured that way. For me, it's similar. Patience, uh, definitely develop patience. Uh, in addition to that, n- I noticed that I am able to try to put myself in that person's shoes. You know, we all have a life outside of here and person may be acting not themselves and they may have had a bad day. So sometimes I try to put myself in, in that, patient, uh, that person's uh, situation. Also, just try to be aware in terms of how other people learn differently. I'm, I'm very visual, and then I know that not everybody is. So when I, when I try to teach them, when I try to show something, I try to also figure out what that one person or how that one person may learn. When I teach class, also, I'm, I'm aware of how I try to teach others. I try to hit all those points so that if a person's not visual, if they're auditory, I, I try to explain things properly. And just just knowing that everybody learns at a different pace and everybody learns everybody has different learning styles uh one one thing for me right now is is these guys are inspiring to me i see them training and i've seen people who start out as beginners not knowing anything working their way up watching how they pick up their technique they watching how they improve they're definitely an inspiration to me you can even have a person who's not a fighter person who's just doing this to train, to stay in shape, likes martial arts, just watching them work out the the kinks in their technique and just getting better, better and better and just striving, you know, I, because this is a tough sport. You know, this sport keeps you honest. You know, you, you don't train for two or three weeks. When you come back, you're going to feel it. 
I guess in my path through Muay Thai, um, I've definitely matured as a person. I've learned a lot. And I don't think I would have learned all these things had not taken on the challenge of trying to be a coach and a business owner of this type of gym. Uh, and as well as what Joe is saying is the, the people who come to the gym, it's amazing that I've learned, even though they're coming here to learn from us, I've learned a lot more from them in terms of how to succeed and that perseverance and consistency, all, all the, the major traits needed to succeed in life. I've actually seen that in, in our student body. And it's funny that I've actually got a lot more out of them than they probably got from us. <laughs> but uh, it's a good balance, I feel that it's, and it's, I'm really happy that I'm, I'm around people that are positive and are looking to improve themselves. And it, it is inspiring to see that because it keeps me going personally.